welcome to Welling for your spiritual well-being and your ministry overflowing. I, 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 you've probably heard that threefold I uh, to express some sort of dismay. It's probably borrowed from Spanish, it's found in Chinese. Uh, we have the Yiddish version of oi, 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 or even in my own language, we have a version which expresses distress like ayo, not like input, output. Recently, the Oxford English Dictionary took that Tamil word and legitimized it as a phrase to show uh, grief or even a light oh dear. We had a Swedish friend who would say, yay, 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 sort of five hard eyes, and everybody knew how she felt. Between the three and the five, I'm going to put four eyes, pardon the play on words, but I get them from our anchor verse for this series. The verse comes from Galatians chapter 2. It is a seminal verse on how we live the spiritual life. If you take all the passages of the Apostle Paul, Galatians 2.20 actually encapsulates the dimensions of how we live the spiritual life. In fact, if you look at that verse, you'll notice the word lives, lives occurring quite frequently, but I'm focusing on the I. There are four eyes in that passage. I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. It's a rich, deep verse, and I'm going to try to take some time to uh, explain this over several short videos. The word I is a simple word in Greek. Actually, every language has its own version of the I. It simply means you in your personal identity. If you take all the uses of the I in psychology and sociology and put it under theology, the I is what makes decisions. It's the way we operate. It's what we think of ourselves. The Greek word is simply ego. We've learned the English version of it as ego because it has some pejorative feel to it. Uh, to it. Uh, the word egoism is focused on what we want or I want. I only act in selfish interest. Or egocentrism is self-centered. Someone said, uh, we use the word selfie for pictures because narcissism is too hard and long, a word to spell, let alone pronounce. It's not easy to break free from egotism, where I am biased toward myself. I'm told of a university grad who went back to his family in the farm, uh, only graduate of a university, and was talking much about himself. 
At the end of it, the farmer said to his wife, how many university graduates does it take to change a light bulb? And the wife said, how many? The man talking about his son said, one. He holds the light bulb and the whole world revolves around him. In psychology, simply the notion of the self, the single being, the unitary being, the one who stays somewhat continuous, whether you're five years old or 50 years old, where you are the subject, where me is the object. Sociology tells us that the I has to do with impulses as we operate inside society. Philosophy will place it as personal identity because you're a human being by virtue of being, living, knowing, doing, you are an I. Now, when we come to culture, it is more humorous because culture attempts to influence who the I is here is from Hindu stratification of the highest caste in their own self-understanding and view. There are degrees and levels of superiority in their uh, understanding and awareness. They say there's the I, the Ayer, and the Ayangar. And the joke is the Ayer you get, the Ayangar you get. Carl Jung, the psychologist, said this, the world will ask you who you are, and if you do not know, the world will tell you. I want to speak about the I. Some time ago, I received a letter from a friend who said, Ramesh, I counted the I's in your letter, there were one too many, so I counted in his note to me how many eyes, and you cannot escape from it, because when you're talking about yourself, you've got to keep it. The question is how you use your eye. If it is the prideful eye, then you've got to address it. But if it's just a personal eye, as you will find in the apostolic biography, even in Galatians chapter 2, you've got to affirm it. When religions say, uh, you've got to deny all your desires, we always ask, who is the I who's got to deny the desire? It seems like the I has a desire to deny the desire. is locked in self-reference. So we distinguish between what we call the prideful, egotistical I and the personal psychological I. The Apostle Paul uses both in this verse. One which needs to be crucified. And that happens, we'll talk about it. The other which needs to be indwelt. For the secret of our dwelling is his indwelling. Welcome to I, I, 